Welcome to the Small Business Community Network podcast, your connection to the small business community. Visit us online at www.sbcncanada.org and find out how we can help your business grow. We're proudly supported by TELUS, the future is friendly, and by Prime Information Security, because business is risky enough. Hi everyone, it's Linda Ockall-Jen here again today with another SBCN Small Biz Podcast. And we have um, a returning guest, Steve Bentley. Hi Steve. How are you in this rainy day, Linda? Well, I'm tucked up in my office nice and cozy. Are you um, driving around in the rain or...? Yeah, I'm in between appointments, so I'm calling from you were talking in my car this morning. Well, you take it easy and drive carefully. So um, the past three um, podcast chats we've had focusing on your rebranding have been really popular because you um, are taking the steps to ensure that, you know, everything goes smoothly to the best of your ability. And today I wanted to talk a little bit bit more about the promotion of um, your brand through networking, because I know you're an avid networker, aren't you, Steve? Yes, you know, and I think uh, one of the conscious decisions I made when I did the rebranding was to get a lot more uh, proactive in terms of the networking. Um, as much as you have a presence on social media and you have, uh, you know, established website and brand, it's important to get out there and connect with people because it's it, no value to having all of that kind of branding presence unless you're actually engaging with people and having conversations. So looking back to when you started your business many moons ago, many years ago, was networking face-to-face as prevalent as it is today? Not at all. I came up in a career uh, where we were taught to just really pick up the phone and call people at random with no connectivity, no kind of... uh, you know, relationship, and, and I never did continue with that because I felt it was so impersonal, and just like anybody else, we really don't like getting calls from people we don't know talking about something that they don't even know if we need, so that's we... True, uh, true, yeah, but I mean, if if you stopped doing it, but everybody else was doing it, didn't that make your life more difficult? I mean, how did you get... No, out? not at all. No? I think it was just doing it smarter. I think when, you know, you always have to be on, you know, communicating. And at that time, it was really using the phone. But it was more finding a warm connection with somebody before you had that phone call. So, you know, whether we were putting something in the mail, whether we were connecting with somebody through a local club or whatever the the situation was, I always wanted to make sure I had some form of connection with people before I would call them on talking about the services that we provide. I love that. I really, really do. Because, as you said, we don't want people knocking on our front door, our office door, and ringing us on the phone. The thing is, there are some people who still have to do the phone calls. They are what I would call sales professionals, and they are trained, they have the techniques, and it works for them. But I honestly believe that you did it the right way then, you're doing it the right way now, and you are building the relationships. So networking made your life easier. Um, would you like to expand on that a little bit more? Yeah, I think it's, and I think that's the whole thing is when people sit down and say, well, how do I promote myself? And they really don't think outside of the box. And so one of the things I did is I sat down and I said, 
where can I have face-to-face conversations with people? And this formalized networking groups, but, you know, if you get involved with, for example, one of the strongest things that I've done in the last little while was really get more involved in terms of my charitable initiatives mm-hmm. and getting them and meeting people and going to community events. And I'm not there to necessarily promote myself, but it does come up in conversations or I do meet people that I can have future conversations with. So it's just getting smarter about finding those areas where you can actually engage and connect with people. And there's so many different options that are out there. I think people just need to look for that um, because ultimately the more people we talk to, the more opportunity we have for potentially doing business with them. Okay, that makes sense. And I love the fact that you said when you do your charitable events or when you're attending um, organizations in, in that respect you're not pushing yourself but the point is people are getting to know the real you and they will ask who you are what you do how they can help you it's a natural process it's not a forced process um you know would you believe this is it is going to be so funny would you believe there are still people out there today that say people like you and i who suggest you know let's meet you for coffee let's have a chat how can i help you people still believe that that's a waste of time and we should be just dialing the phone you know making sure that we do those sales calls every day and you and i have proof you know it works by meeting people for coffee by finding out how we can help them um would you say, though, that the biggest, one of your biggest, um, I guess, successes when networking is knowing you have to have the time to follow up with the people you've actually met face-to-face? Absolutely. I mean, I'll give you a direct example. I was at a charitable function last week, and it was just a group of businessmen in the community uh, coming together and putting together a fund to fund different charities. And we have 140 people in a room, all who have similar concepts and have similar businesses and it's just so easy to engage in those conversations so i find that you know people need to come out of their box sometimes and and not have an issue with talking to people we get so carried away in some respects with thinking well we can just put things on social media and put it on the net Mm -hmm. and people are going to know about us but that's not the case i mean if you don't engage with them then that is all really just a waste of time so i think i I know i think i know the the charity you're talking about you you know i'd love you to share the the organization the charity with everyone yeah it's uh, actually an initiative that started over a year ago with the ladies in town called 100 ladies who care and then the guys finally stepped up and said well we should do something too. So there's a local organization called 100 Men Who Give a Damn. Mm-hmm. And very simply, the concept is each of the business people there put in $100 and then the collective amount, this case last week it was $13,000 that was given to a local charity. And mm-hmm. basically the charity, three charities present, and then we choose the one we feel um, you know, most fits our donation need. Mm-hmm. And then the votes taken and then a charity. I think it's the impact because, I mean, you look at the women's side. I mean, the last quarter they gave $25,000 to a local charity. Well, you know, Steve, women get things done. And I'm a woman, so I can attest to that. The thing is, even the large corporations, the really, you know, well-known organizations, not that I'm saying you and I are not well-known, but they understand the benefit of working in the community, with the community, giving back to the community. Everyone today who is successful and knowledgeable about how to, you know, not just build a business in the beginning, but continue to build a business. They know they have to be part of a community, and you do a great job at that. Jumping quickly from networking, um, 
I believe we talked a lot about social media um, last time in the last chat. Um, what's your initial, you know, what initial responses to social media activity um, and adjustments have you had to make to your message? I mean, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I think the the first thing is when you're looking at branding and establishing a social media presence, you have to establish those venues that most fit the need that you feel uh, represent your business and your brand. I mean, there's so many that go to suit too many social media sites, and they just get lost in, in, mm-hmm. in, in the weeds. So we specifically went to uh, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Each of those has a very specific use and a very specific part of the message that we try to put forward because... They're all unique in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we try to use that, and we try to tailor the message to each of those sites. Um, and, and the feedback we get helps us to be able to fine-tune that message. And I think it's a question of having a strategy by how are you populating those sites, you know, what is the regularity of how you're doing it, and making sure you're on, you're on note in terms of the message you're trying to portray. So yeah. one of the things we're doing now... Is just very, you know, on the essence of it is really now we're starting to be able to measure and reflect on, you know, what kind of traction we're getting with each of those sites, and, and that way we can fine-tune the message through each of those sites. I have a question. I'm not sure whether you're mm-hmm. to answer or whether you have to ask your people, but how long should you be on, let's say, a social media platform, let's say, let's say Twitter. How long should you be on Twitter um, in order to have a good measurement of whether it is successful or bringing you something um, before you say, that's it, I've had enough, I'm going to walk away? You know, uh, that, that's a, a bigger question, too, and it goes into people in terms of prospecting for clients, too. A lot of us, you know, when we look at the social media sites, we just go out there, and, and a lot of us judge too quickly the, the impact of those particular social media sites. So, in our business, when we prospect, for example, we always say, you know what, you should treat it like fishing. You have five different mm-hmm. lines in the water, but don't give up too early because it's not going to happen quickly. You've got to build that presence. The yeah. intensity will build. Yeah. So it's important yeah. that you make a strong commitment and you're on it for a good amount of time. I mean, if people are going to do it and then after a month they say, well, I'm not getting anything back from it, mm-hmm. well, they're not giving it the due process that they should. It's, an, it's interesting. I was just looking at uh, Google today, and I, I ran a couple terms from, you know, some of the tags we've been using. And I'm starting to see first page presence now in terms of our brand is moving up no. in, in respect of the SEO side of it. So I can see some of that traction. And I think the other part of it is you've got to be continually working a process. You have to have a methodology. Mm-hmm. You can't just do it ad hoc and, you know, do Twitter one day and social media. Okay, I'm going to look at LinkedIn tomorrow. And mm-hmm. you've got to have a process and work it continuously and regularly. And over time, and you, you go down six months, you probably will see some good traction. And I notice in your case, each message to do with your brand is different with respect to each platform. You're not kind of just saying the same old thing time and time again to like three different audiences. You do vary the the message, don't you? Yes, and I think it's important that we speak to the brand, we speak to the holistic values that we're trying to promote, and in terms of like the the technical content of what we do for a day-to-day, you know, as a business, it's more from an educational perspective. It's not meant to try and solicit a product or trying to promote things that are product-oriented. We really want to stay on brand, and we really want to use the opportunity to promote people being able to see articles or content and saying, oh, I've never thought about that, or that's an interesting question, or I really want to know more about that. 
And so that's why you've got to be very specific in terms of where you're trying to commu- communicate. And so, you know, really, you know, each of the sites, like I said, we're trying to make sure we have a little bit of distinction in terms of tailoring the content to what that site is specifically there for. Now, another question I've got, and this is mainly for people who are listening, who are completely new business owners, right? And they've had a website made, and they see this website as a sales tool, and they think that people will come, customers will come to their website, and because of the website, now this is not an e-commerce website, this is just, you know, somebody who's not selling you know, e-commerce 24-7, but basically, you know, you and I have a business um, and they get disappointed and they say, well, I've had a website built and I've got all my, is it called SEO stuff sorted out, you know, my taglines, whatever, tag things, and nothing's happening, the customers are not coming to me. So what advice would you, after what you've shared with us this morning, give to those people in response to their um, social media, their website and their very early marketing initiatives and branding. What advice would you give to the newbies? Well, I think a couple of things you got to look if you're specifically talking, for example, about a website is understanding what that website can and will do for you. And I think a lot of people think by throwing a website up there that people are naturally going to come to it. Well, you have to have a reason or create a reason for people to come to it. So if you've got all your SEO mechanics right and your taglines, I think one of the things is when people come into sites like, for example, in our industry, it's so full of information and it really talks over a many, many myriads of, of issues and topics and people get lost in it. Mm. And I think, so you're trying to got a very, keep it very minimalistic, clean. That's one of the things when we looked at the website design, we're trying to create, you know, some vibrant colors, some very key content, but not go overboard in terms of all the different kind of products and services that we we offer because we're just really trying to engage people. We're not trying to totally answer all the questions for the website. You, you know that, and a lot of um, newer businesses today think the website is the be-all and end-all. And I know for a fact that you mentor, you chat with, you talk to a lot of these newer businesses, so I'm guessing that's the kind of advice you give them, that the website is a marketing tool. And the website will help you increase your brand. People will be more aware of your brand. But there's so many other steps they have to take to be in the position you're in, Steve, for all these years, to be so successful. Um, I'm thinking what would be really nice to talk about in the next podcast, if it's okay with you, how you're planning to enhance the website and marketing um, promotion of the brand through consumer education and articles. Would that be something, you know, we could touch on next time? Absolutely. And, you know, that's sort of something we've talked about sort of as the next progression. And I think mm-hmm. touching back to what you were just saying very clearly, people need to get an understanding of what the difference is between marketing and sales. <laughs> yes. And a lot of people do not understand that there is a distinct difference. And to me, marketing, and so if you're looking at, you know, using the internet, social media websites, it's all about engagement. It's all about education. It's all about giving a resource for people to be able to find out more about you, but it's not a sales tool and unless you're in why, e-commerce. Exactly, and this is why the things that we want to touch on with our next podcast chat, enhance, you know, how enhancing your website and the marketing pieces that go into it and the promotion of the brand, which is crucial, if we touch on that, at the next podcast, it will help so many um, of the newer businesses because I think a lot of established businesses are beginning to get it. You know, it's slow but sure, but 
because you've been through the rebranding process, it's like you're going back to the beginning again. So people will listen to the podcast. People will listen to you and, and not be disappointed because I hate to see new businesses give up too soon. I want them to know, you know, there are people like you and myself out there who can mentor them, who can help them. And just listening to this podcast will definitely help them. I'm I'm an avid follower, as you know, Steve. I stalk you all over, anywhere I can, <laughs> online. <laughs> and I love what you post. And um, I'm noticing it's not just me who loves what you post. It's lots of people. Um, met you last week in a networking event. You were wearing your brand. You have an awesome, I guess it's called a T-shirt, a shirt, T-shirt. Yeah, you know, that's an interesting perspective. One of the key things I thought about was, if you're wearing your brand, it naturally creates an opportunity for people to ask a question about what you do. Exactly. And I don't have to ask that question. They can see that, and then they can turn around. But you know what? It's more about that. It's also about living the brand as well. So I think there's, there's some good content that we could talk about next time. It's awesome, but you are living your brand, and you are definitely doing an awesome job. So thank you for your time again, Steve, and we'll chat again soon. All right. Have a great day, other than the weather. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.